like I'm competitive with myself and I'm always watch people go, how can I do better? Being on the road, living on a bus with a band, like it was wild. You have to put in the work and you do have to show up. Hi, I'm Helen Shepherd, and this is The Hollywood Reveal. I'm a British TV host, actor and comedian living in LA, and on this podcast I interview my guests about their lives and careers here in Hollywood. And because it's all about that big Hollywood reveal, of course they spill a whole load of juicy gossip. Expect industry stories and insights, plus a whole lot of inspiration too. Okay, welcome back to another episode of The Hollywood Reveal. And I know I say every single time, I'm so excited about my guest, but I really am so freaking excited. My guest and I have just been chatting for about two hours before we even hit record because we have so much to talk about. So let's just jump straight into it. So my guest today is Erin Gray. She is a dancer, an actress, and a model. She just got back from touring with In This Moment. She was in a Lifetime movie called Catfish Killer, um, which you can go and watch right now. And she's here with me in my bedroom recording a podcast with me. Yay! Hi! (laughs) I'm so excited about this episode. We met through um, Catherine Sankina's program. Mm-hmm. She is the manifestation babe, and I feel like I manifested you onto my podcast. Yeah, I feel like we manifested each other. Yeah, because we've stayed in touch, and yeah, yeah we've never met in person till today. Yeah, we've but... <laughs> and you were like peeing with the bathroom door open. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've known you my whole life. It's so interesting. We, I literally sat on a couch with a cup of tea, and like we just chatted. So I know, and yeah. then I was like oh, you've been here for like two hours and we need to record a podcast before it gets dark and starts raining and all the things happen again. It's just been like a crazy few weeks here in LA with the weather and everything. And I'm just like, yeah, just so excited to be back up and running and and to have you here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So this is the Hollywood reveal. So let's just jump straight in. Have you got a good juicy Hollywood reveal story for us? Um... Yeah, I've had some a few crazy things happen, <laughs> to say the least. I've been in LA for 11 years, so I've had my fair share of um, interesting situations. Um, let's, where, where should we start? Auditions? Auditions. Or? Weirdest auditions. Okay, I got an, an acting audition um, and they gave me the script when I got there and then, you know, called us in one at a time. We had a very little time to learn it. Um, I can't actually even remember what it was for. It was like a commercial or something. And when I walked in the room, they were like, you know, uh, slate, whatever to the camera. Okay, cool. Then they, um, they said, we're going to have you slate again. And they got a chair and they put the chair facing the back of the room. (laughs) And then they said, okay, go sit in the chair. And so I was facing the back wall and I was like, what? And what am I supposed to do? And they're like, well, look back at the camera and slate. And I was like, wait, why would you be doing a slate like that? I have no, I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, surely they're like smoking something right now. And I was like, wait, you want me to slate with my back to you? And they're like, yeah, but just like oh, turn your head. Okay. So turn your head. So I was like side profile, like slating. It was super weird. And then they said, okay, now do the script um, like that. I, I, I <laughs> I have no idea. So I did the whole script facing the back wall and then I left. (laughs) I don't know. And uh, I had a very odd dance audition where they, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. Like and I was they like, didn't is give this... you any context? Like we're gonna be shooting this at this angle because no. whatever. Just no. no context. Just no context. I was like, surely this like I'm being pumped right now. Yeah. I left going, that was like super weird. <laughs> I was a little shaky. I was like, that was so strange. Oh yeah. Um and then I had an, another dance audition that um took me about like an hour and a half in traffic to get there. And they had us all, they were typecasting. So we had to walk into this room and for them to typecast us and then learn a choreo, uh, learn combo. Um, and we all were in a line. So I walked into the room and as we were like stepping into the room, they were cutting people straight away. So oh. we didn't even stop. So I took me an hour and a half, got parking, walked up the stairs and they're like, thank you. Like as in leave. Oh my god! And then I just kept walking and then I left. Was it, did you say it was for a modeling job? No, it was dancing. A dancing job. Okay. So <laughs> I went to one audition like that here, which was for a hair modeling gig. Mm-hmm. And they, I got there and there were like hundreds of girls and they made us all stand in a line and they literally went, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Mm-hmm. And, um, basically they were looking for a blonde a brunette and a redhead and my very good friend was there as well and her and I ended up getting down to being the last two brunettes so we were like one of us is gonna get it she got it and if anyone had to get it I'm glad it was her yeah but it was just like this such a brutal experience and it was like a really um yeah just like really ego-y because I was like I got right down to the last one and I kind of felt like every time people were getting turned away it was just like oh thank god I'm still here and I I didn't like that energy where you're like so desperate and so grateful to have been kept there I don't know that's a good energy to audition people in but anyway the dance I mean the dance world is like more like more so like that than say the acting world like when I do acting auditions it's either self-tape or you go in the room by yourself yeah but dancing auditions, as much as I love dancing, like you have to have a thick skin because you're always in a room with a bunch of people and you get cut or you'll get kept, you know, I've been yeah. kept at auditions too. And then you see your friend get cut and it's like, it, it can go both ways, yeah. but it's in front of everybody in it's front of the brutal. entire room. Yeah. You could have like 500 people in the room, guys and girls, and they you go out and dance and you bust your ass and then they'll walk up and be like, thank you. No, but usually they'll come up and whisper if they're, you know, running it properly. They'll yeah. be like, thanks. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize it was like that. Yeah. My friend and I, that was the first time that we uh, witnessed a modeling audition like that. And I'd never been in London. I'd never had a modeling audition like that. And I was just like, this is crazy. So that's wild. That's what you have to do every time to book a job. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot more brutal than an <clears throat> acting audition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah. Um, talking of dancing, because you're, I think you're my second dancer guest. Yes, we had mm-hmm. Jamal in my first season. Um, what is it? What's the dance world like here in LA? It is. It's so interesting. It's actually like developed and changed over the time that I started yeah. dancing here. Um, since I'd say post pandemic, it's it feels very different because there's a whole new wave of young dancers and obviously when social media came in too it went from like I remember wearing my sweatpants my sweater my my hat backwards and like go to class and like we just jammed out like and it was so much fun there was a dance studio called Debbie Reynolds in North Hollywood it's a very famous studio and I used to just be there all day every day just training and taking class and it was oh like a God. community that sounds like a movie like a dance movie you know yeah. how I imagine it to be like the dancers were all just like there looking cool hanging out all day yeah it was re- <laughs> and it was like it was a huge community there and like 
I feel like there were a lot more auditions then and um, it was easier to network. Like I was constant. There was like three auditions a day sometimes, you know, like you could pick the one you wanted to go to. Um, And as time went on, like more and more dancers moved to LA or like some filtered out and social media came. So then um, everything now is more like going to class to be on social media you know right, what I mean so yeah. some so it kind of felt like I mean dance has always been competitive that it's a you know entertainment industry is competitive in that way but it, it felt more of a community but now I feel like even though there's still a community it's like I don't you've got to wear makeup to class now and and dress a little nicer don't just wear your sweatpants and depending on the class you go you to of course who's going to be filming you for Instagram well if you get pulled out <laughs> yeah. yeah you want to look decent because your agents are now looking at your Instagram as a resume um and I've you know been told by many choreographers like hey we don't they don't really like hold auditions anymore they just go to your Instagram that's wild so that's where it's switched because I used to go to all these auditions and now um they're just going to your Instagram so they say you know in the first six squares of your Instagram you should have some dance videos up there so we can see that you're dancing and you're working and this and that so um, that's why dancers are constantly posting videos of them in class. So it's just changed in that way of like, I know dancers that just go to class to get on video. And then there's dancers that still just want to train and go. And if they get on video, great. If they don't, whatever, you know. Um, saying that, like, I like being on video too sometimes and having that footage. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very different world. Um post-pandemic to pre-pandemic but it's still really cool like I feel like the dance community um it's really cool that you get people from all over getting together all different you know ethnicities from all you know everywhere coming together and like doing what they love in a room and when you know the energy's high it's so good it's Mm -hmm. so great because we're all like supporting each other and it's it's great in that way Yeah, yeah I love that that you're all supporting each other because like you said it's so competitive so there must be a kind of element of of that that comes into play mm-hmm. especially when you're in classes or at these brutal auditions yeah it depends on honestly the energy of the audition I feel like I'm very energy based so sometimes there'll be choreographers that are like that's your competitor don't stand in line with them don't go in the same group as them you know um and you kind of like oh god okay my friend is my competitor in that yeah. way but I never looked at it like that because the way I have always thought about stuff is like, there's enough abundance for everyone. Mm-hmm. They're going to book who they want to book. Like I could be dancing next to a blonde that looks like me, Yeah. but I might bring something different to what she brings vice versa. And they're just going to choose the one that they, they feel is right for the job. Yeah. So I've always gone in with a mindset of like, I'm just going to do me. And if they want me, they'll book me, you know? And that's just kind of how it's already yeah. always been. Yeah, I love that. And that's how I feel now. And I think that's like um, something that's come with age. But I feel like being, feeling like people are your competition is kind of being in scarcity mode. Because yeah. then you're like thinking there's not enough to go around if I'm competing with them. But I like to the same as you think, you know, there's enough for all of us. Like we're all going to get the jobs that we need to get and are meant to get. So, yeah, I don't really like ever thinking that anyone's my competition. As yeah. It was, yeah. As it is. But um, I guess I guess this is just like the industry and we just have to choose the way that we want to frame these things because it's been set up to make us, especially as women, be mm. very competitive with each other. Yeah, and it sucks because, I, I don't know, I since doing Manifestation Babe and stuff as well and since the pandemic, I have such a different outlook. Like 
when I go to class now, I'm just so much more relaxed. Like I used to go and be like, oh my God, I have to book a job. And like, I need to be in this many classes and I need to be in front of this choreographer consistently. And yes, to a certain degree you do Mm -hmm. as a dancer, like you have to put in the work and you do have to show up. But, um, I was stressing myself out. And if I didn't get an audition, if I got cut, I'd be crying and, you know, it would get, get to me for like weeks and, it took me so long to recover from that. And then I'd be in an, and I was like, oh God, like this is giving me so much anxiety. And now I found that now that I've let go of the outcome, um, now I've let go of the outcome and I just go to class because I enjoy it. And I still want to, you know, obviously like if a job comes out of it, great. If it doesn't, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and I've got such a different mindset. Um, it's actually worked for me in a better way. Yeah. And I've appreciated it more. So yeah, I've never been like I'm competitive with myself and I'm always watch people go, how can I do better? You know, mm-hmm. how can I be a better dancer? But I never like look at someone and go, oh, I have to be better than them um, or my life depends on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, you see someone and you go, oh, they're like fire and I want to I want to. I want to be like yeah. that, you know, I want to be even, I want to be the best version of myself. But yeah. yeah. And I think like everyone's a mirror as well. So it's like when you see people that are really talented and you think they're amazing, like it's nice to know that like you admire that because you have that in you. And it's the same, like when you don't like someone, it's like, yeah, well, that's a quality that I have that I don't like. So yeah, I yeah. don't know where I'm going with that, but no, it's true. <laughs> and literally the minute I let go of like the outcome of things and I started taking um, classes that just felt so good for my soul and I love the choreographers, whatever. Um, I had people approaching me saying, wow, like you're really inspiring or like I got some really good feedback and that was just me going for me without yeah. like the the pressure of like all the other stuff that has gone in, in on in my head in the past, you know? Yeah, so it's cool. I love that. Um, what made you move to LA in the first place? I because we haven't even addressed that. No, neither of us are from LA. <laughs> if you can tell by our accents, <laughs> yes, We're from Australia. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I since a kid was obsessed with movies and like Shirley Temple and stuff, and I was always obsessed with Hollywood. And when I was, I'm going to say 13, my parents took me on a trip to LA. It was like a school trip thing. And we went um, actually all around the East Coast of America. Um, but I loved being in L.A. And then a year later, I went back with a dance troupe. And I was I was in L.A. for two weeks doing like classes and stuff. And I was like, this is where I need to be. And when I got back to Sydney, I was like super depressed. I was like, I don't want to be here. And I can't mom... imagine being depressed in Sydney. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> but I never felt like I belonged there creatively. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that since I can remember, it's the weirdest thing. I just like didn't feel settled there. And my, I told my mom, I'm moving to Hollywood. And she's like, no, you're not. And I was like, no, I am. She was like, oh, how are you going to do that? And I was like, I don't know but I need to be in LA. I'm so, I'm so depressed being back home. She's like, why is your life so bad here? And I was like, no, no, no. Like I love you mom. But like, I know that's my dream. And I remember I used to sit on the computer and just randomly Google like dance agency in Hollywood. And like I was a teenager and I just look up that stuff. And then um, I started doing a lot more acting and then I uh, was doing some of that in Sydney as well. And I went to a performing arts college, whatever. So then I was dabbling in dancing and acting a lot. I, de- I acted from the age of 13. So I was doing both. And then a dance job took me to Hong Kong. 
which is so random. So I lived in Hong Kong and then another dance job took me to Singapore. And I was like, okay, I really want to be in LA. But (laughs) all this time I was still looking at possibilities in LA and a mutual friend of mine that I'd met in Sydney. I'm trying to wrap this up because it's like such a long story. (laughs) I basically, it's so random, went bowling with my mentor, my hip hop, like she taught me hip hop in Sydney, went bowling with her one night and there was a, a guy there who was from LA and he goes, Hey, if you ever want to move to LA, hit me up. I'll, <laughs> I'll sponsor your visa. And this is way before I'd like moved to Hong Kong or anything. I was a teenager still. Um, was I, or maybe I was like early twenties, something yeah. like that. Um, and this is in between me. Uh, this is in between my contracts between Singapore and Hong Kong. I'd come back for a visit. So I clocked that in my head. Him and I stayed friends he came and saw me perform in Hong Kong, so random. Um, and then when I was in Singapore, I hit him up and was like, I think I'm going to come to LA um, for a trip. He's like, stay at my place. That's fine. Wow. He was, he's like, I'm not going to be there, but you can stay with my roommate. Stay in his place. Um, and then he got chatting to me about doing my visa. So then I ended up coming back for a visa and he helped me with my visa. He sponsored me. But this is years and years wow, later wow it was meant to be it was yep. already like predestined for you yep and quick manifestation that happened i used to youtube this uh you know america's best dance crew yeah so one of the gr- crews on there i used to youtube them all the time and i was obsessed with one of the dancers because she was a blonde and she was freaking awesome <clears throat> anyway um fast forward she ends up teaching a workshop in singapore random took her workshop Fast forward, she ends up being my first roommate in LA. Oh my God, I love it. <coughs> and I was like obsessed with her. Excuse me, just coughing on your podcast. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's so cool. I love that. The synchronicities just make it like seem, you know, it's it's all meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just wanted you to share the story that really made me laugh earlier. Because um, <laughs> I was telling you a story about one time I was at a party and my my he was my boyfriend at the time, my now husband, um, had filmed, we'd filmed these comedy skits and um, I was showing them to this guy and he was at the party and I was kind of, I felt like I was doing it almost in a patronizing way. Like he had no idea about acting or comedy and I was like explaining it to him what I was doing. And then afterwards, my friend, who I think was having a thing with him, was like, you do know who he is. He's a really famous actor from Twilight. I've never seen Twilight. <laughs> he wasn't, he's not Robert Pattinson, so it wasn't like the main guy, but like he was really famous. And I was like, oh my God, I'm mortified. I showed him my crappy little <laughs> comedy skits, but yours is even better. <laughs> okay, so um, when I first moved to LA and I just wanted experience on set, I dabbled in some background work. Which we've all can, done it. We've all done it. Killed my soul. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that was my personal experience. I was like, okay. But um, so I was doing a show at the W for a while and a friend had come to watch and he introduced me to his friend that, that was with him. Um, and then my friend walked away. So I saw this guy and I was like, oh my God. And I said to him, we've met before. Like, I know we've met before. And he's like, oh, have we? I, I don't know. I was like, we definitely have. And I was like, did we do some like shitty background job? Excuse my language. Swearing on your <laughs> you podcast. You can swear. Okay. Um, did we do some like shitty, like soul sucking, like background job together? 
<laughs> not that by the way I don't think I'm better than background I think people do really well doing background yeah. I think there's some really cool opportunities I just had some really interesting experiences yeah. with it disclaimer um, yeah <laughs> yeah just a disclaimer because there's nothing against no. it by any means um and I was kind of making a joke about it like do we do background together like back in the day and he's like no and I was like but I've met you somewhere I just can't figure it out he's like oh okay anyway um Lo and behold, he walks away. My friend comes back and he's like, oh, you met, uh, you know, you spoke to Adam. And I was like, yeah, he's so sweet. I said, well, I swear we've met somewhere. He was like, um, well, I don't know. Uh, you know, he's on like the, he's one of the main actors on Power, <laughs> the TV show. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I've been watching Power and I didn't even clock. I didn't even, it did not even click with me who he was until he said it. And I was like, I just literally asked like a, a well-known actor if he's doing background like, <laughs> do you know what he probably liked it it was probably grounding for him i think it's so funny did you he's ever see like him again crazy bitch yeah. he's like keep her away from me you never know though he might have done background at some point at some stage yeah a lot of people start there There's they nothing do wrong with it they do <laughs> okay back to your career what's what's the highlight like what's the most exciting dance job that you've done can you name drop some celebs for us um well oh, i always get awkward doing this um <laughs> well the tour i just did was really cool i don't know some people wouldn't know who in this moment is some people really would they're a metal band they're rock um so we just went on a u.s tour for three months and we performed at music festivals and uh we headlined Evanescence, which was awesome because I freaking wow. love Evanescence. Yeah. Um, and so in this moment or in the realm of like Slipknot and uh, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but but more, I feel like they're not as heavy. Right. Um, you'd have to look them up, but they're really, I've really cool. I've seen clips on your yeah. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Everyone thought I was doing like a Halloween show. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's an actual like band. They're like so freaking. And the main singer, she's, uh, her name's Maria. She's like so dope. Yeah. And what was it like being, were you living on a tour bus? Yes. Oh my God, that's so rock and roll. I kind of want to do that just like, just for a very short period of time in my life. Yeah. Being on the road. It was wild. Like being on the road, living on a bus with a band, like really cool. Were were people partying? Was it like party vibes? Yes and no. Uh, Yes, actually. My bus was. My bus was like the party bus. Um, But I just... I'd have a meltdown. I'd be like, guys, we need to go to sleep now. Yeah. So Bunk Alley, there's a rule on our bus. There was a rule like Bunk Alley, shut up. But yeah. the other parts of the bus, you can, you know. Oh my God, I'd still be able to hear it. I'm such a like neurotic sleeper. I have to have like my eye mask, my earplugs. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I don't want to go on a tour bus. <laughs> yeah. It depends on who you're on the bus with. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've done some cool jobs, some um, music videos. I've done music videos with... Um, uh, God, I'm trying to think. Uh, one of my first music videos was with Chris Brown and Sean Kingston. Um, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm I trying did to... a music video with Chris Brown, and um, all they used of me was uh, like in the final edit. You can see my hand shooting someone. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's my hand. <laughs> I edited out my face. Hours in hair and makeup. I had this like 1920s. Um, man style suit on which had been made by Vivian Westwood oh my gosh and all of it was edited out apart from just my hand holding the gun for about two seconds uh, yeah I believe it <laughs> I, music videos do that you shoot for like 14 hours and yeah. then they show nothing but 
Yeah, same. I did a video with Ariana Grande and we did like rehearsals and everything. And all they show was us flicking our head for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's still cool. You got to meet her. Yeah, she's her. she was great. She was yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, I've done some, honestly, some real, I don't even know where to start because <laughs> it's been years and years, but I've done everything from like stage shows to corporate shows to music videos, tours, I've done a ward show, was, yeah, done what's some really your, cool stuff. What's your favorite thing to do? That's a, that's hard to answer yeah. because every experience is so different, you know, um, I do love commercial hip hop, like I do, I love dancing with an artist, I think that's really fun, um, I love dancing with, like, having male dancers as well, like, female and male dancers in a group mm -hmm. and dancing with an artist. I really love that. That's my favorite thing. Okay. And yeah. do you prefer dancing to acting and modeling? <laughs> That's a tricky question. Dance has always been a part of my life. Um, but since like, I don't know, some years ago, like I have shifted a little bit and I've always taken acting classes. I've always kind of been prevalent in mm -hmm. the industry. Um, but that is my my deep passion yeah I love comedy I make comedy skits too I know I love them and oh, I love you. comedy too yes and yeah comedy <laughs> like comedy acting which I actually think is like the hardest type of acting mm -hmm. um yeah it's, it's my absolute favorite like yeah job yeah yeah I feel acting is um it's a different ball game but I I really enjoy it I like the challenge of it mm -hmm. and always switching up characters you know, mm -hmm. every script is someone different. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're either doing drama or you're doing comedy or you're doing sci-fi or, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And your movie's out right now on Lifetime, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm a, uh, what do you call it? Like a guest star. Like it's very quick. Um, it's a very quick hey. little in and out, but hey, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got paid to be in a movie. So yes. it counts. It yes. counts. <laughs> yes. And I did film a movie during uh, the pandemic, which is still in production, post-production mm. right now. Pre-production. stuck in post since yes. then. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so if anybody was thinking about coming to LA, moving to Hollywood mm -hmm. or just pursuing their dreams in general, what advice would you give them? Do your research before you come, um, decide like what it is that you are coming for. Um, and if it is just to live in LA, great. Cause that was also another reason why <laughs> you and I came here. We wanted to live here in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but also don't move here just going, I have nothing and I don't know what I'm doing because it's, it's a challenging city. And I would say, save up some money. Um, Get a place if you can before you get here. Like I know if you know someone here already and you can stay with them and help they get them to help set you up, do that. Mm -hmm. But if you're coming here with not really knowing anyone, with nothing, it is tricky. So I say like at least have some money behind you at the very least so you can come here and not feel like you're just floating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like have some form of direction, like do some research on where would I want to live, um, I should probably invest in a car. Like, yeah. how do I get my license? Look up the basic living things and then you can move into, okay, what am I moving for? Yeah. And then look up agencies or if you're coming to be a doctor, look up courses. <laughs> I don't know, whatever you're moving here for, 
Um, just giving advice on being a doctor. doctor yeah, I'm not going to do that. But um, whatever you're com- whatever you want to move to Hollywood for, like definitely um, have some kind of something set up. Yeah. Yeah. Make a plan. Make a little plan. Yeah. yeah. Like even though plans may not work out, like what I did is I came here on a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I saved up money and came here on a trip and took dance classes to make sure that this is where I wanted to be. Because I'm, I'm, again, all about energy. So when I got here, I was like, yes, this is reconfirming. This is the feeling I had when I came when I was 13 and 14. This is where I need to be. Um, sometimes you just know. You might go back to a place and be like, oh, I do not vibe with this place yeah. anymore. You know, So make sure you vibe with it. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people I've noticed will be like, oh, I just want to move to Hollywood because that's what you do. And they aren't happy because they're not coming for a purpose. They're mm-hmm. just like, oh, everyone else is doing it. And I just want to be famous or whatever the reason. And I think that's the wrong reasons. Yeah. You should come because you are truly passionate about why you want to be here. I agree. And the thing is, it's okay if that changes because mm-hmm. that definitely happened with me. I mm-hmm. kind of came here really wanting to pursue hosting and it switched into acting because mm-hmm. really that was like my first love and what I wanted to do before I fell into hosting and kind of came full circle. But um, I think really coming here with like some kind of purpose and some kind of plan, even if it's only to go like you're going to go and do open mics or like start doing a comedy class or a dance class. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to come here with like a full career plan, but just like some idea of what you want to do. Yep, definitely. And like connect, like find places to connect. And even if it's like Brit- Brits in LA or <laughs> Aussies in LA, the Facebook groups, like have some, like there's always a way to find a place to yeah. stay and what's your budget on on rent and like look you know I can't speak for everyone I'm sure people have come here with zero plan and figured it out (laughs) yeah you know um and have at it you know good for them I think that everybody's journey is different and um I just have seen people come being like oh well everyone else is doing it so I thought I would and they're like not they don't stay yeah (laughs) they don't necessarily stay because it's not it's not your home. It's not your local hometown. Like you're up against the best of the best. And also not even that. It's just there's a lot more people doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is okay because everybody's got their own individual yeah. thing. And they're not know? competition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think just come with a little bit of an intention of why you want to be here and, and ask yourself, is that truly what I want? And if yeah. it is, go for it. Freaking yeah. go for it. Yeah. I agree. And I feel like the intention that you do anything and determines the outcome mm-hmm. so yay thank you so much for sharing your stories and all your wisdom thanks with for us. having it's me been so much fun yes thank you so much so if people want to follow you and find you and see your dance videos and watch your movie where can they find you online um my instagram is at erin e-r-i-n n-a-n-n-e gray g-r-a-y so it's all one word at erin and gray yay Go find and follow. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do give it a five-star review. And don't forget to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at The Hollywood Reveal. I'll catch you in the next episode.